hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community, mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today we are happy to be bringing you another installment of Sunday at Sea, a live show of maritime songs, stories, and good coastal fellowship hosted by Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. So, without further ado, here's their show. Share to a group. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's five, four, three, three two, two, one. She wrote a poem. I wrote a poem. Three in the morning. What's it called? It's called Audience Ahoy. <laughs> of course. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Ahoy, salty sea people. Lend us your joy. We're here to make merry. With humor, we toy. We toy not with wires and tripods galore. Such hazards like buoys help us safely moor. To our seats we sail, careful. Lights, cameras are watching. They'll see if you're jostling. They're all set with tape scotching. (laughs) I was reaching for it, what can I say? (laughs) Those microphones too? Open wide are their ears. For each rustle and candy, cough, gossip, and tears. The life of an audience at sea has its dangers, but let that not steer you from From babies babies and and the mangers. mangers. (laughs) For tonight we'll be rich, full of stories and song. May your heart be wide open and your voice sing out strong. So with audience cheers, and hollers and and whistles. (laughs) Let's launch Christmas at sea and end this epistle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for being here at this wonderful, wonderful venue. We thank so much all the people here at the Federated Church of Edgartown. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Almost bigger than the audience. I don't know how they pull that off, but audience, audience afar, you are gonna be blown away. That's right. We got all kinds of special treats coming up, and for those of you who tune in regularly, you might know that right now we would be starting the show on Sunday at Sea with a special song that we always play together. And you started that idea. You had the idea, and you looked it up. You found the song, the Ukrainian National Anthem. 
And we play that, and we've continued to play that. And we will continue to play it. It's kind of become as more, more sad and horrible things have been happening. It's like a tip of the hat to realize there are a lot of people carrying a lot of burdens and a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow out there. And what we do in our little tiny corner of Martha's Vineyard on a Sunday night is carve out a little place of joy. So that's what we're going to do here, and we're lucky that you've all joined us to do that too. Yeah, the message is we, we can't fix the world problems. We can't. They're so huge. They're so beyond us. It's, a, it's like a, a raging ocean. You can't. But you can in your quiet little moment with your friends and your family through cherished, loving togetherness. And, uh, we wanted to actually give a little tip of the hat, another one, to a, a longtime fan who's been with you since the beginning, who's having a real, real hard hardship. Yeah, her Seaman Roberts, some of you may know who she was. She was a big follower of me, uh, not only with the show, but going back to the days when I was writing for the Vineyard Gazette. She was a very special lady. She, was, she grew up on Martha's Vineyard and Cuddyhunk. Her father was the lighthouse keeper for West A very West salty Chuck. lady and very proud of it. And, and, she was also, and he was also the lighthouse keeper for Cuddyhunk, and they tore that building down. Well, she, I, I never met her. I never was face to face with her, but she would write. A lot. And, and she participated. She was an avid participant in this show when I started this about three years ago. She lived in Louisiana and loved this island community. And for whatever reasons, I cannot tell the story. I don't know. She never came up here. I never met her. But we are honoring her life today in our hearts because she suddenly passed away and that's a very painful thing for her family and we just want to just hold four her Four days hearts. ago. Four, to get, four yeah. days We just got a card from her. Now, I don't want you to feel sad. I want you to feel warmth because the fellowship that you can build in connecting to your friends, your family, and your community is huge. And I have to feel in my mind, in my relationship with her, and we've got others who follow this, this show all over religiously, closely. It is imperative, imperative that we retain our sense of community, who we are, who our friends are, who our family is, in a world that is going through a storm. So thank you for being here. Thank you Seriously, for being here. Thank you for being here. That's wonderful. And um, since we aren't going to do the Ukrainian national anthem this this evening, we are going to do another Ukrainian song. And it's a trio. I'm going to introduce my dear friends, Jenny Friedman and Jessica San Severino. And we're going to sing a Ukrainian lullaby. And as soon as I get into place up there to sing with them, uh, I'm going to give you the translation so you'll know what this song is about. It's a lullaby, and it, the three verses are this. The dream passes by the windows, and sleep by the fence. 
The dream asks sleep. Where should we rest tonight? Where there is a warm house, where there is a tiny child, there we will go and spend the night and rock the baby to sleep. May the cat purr and the child sleep and the little cat will purr and the baby will sleep. And I left my pitch pipe down there. <laughs> hey, Peter, can you give us a D and a B flat? <laughs> you do what? D, B flat. C, D. D, as in. I, D, B flat. Yep, above middle C. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> now we can start this. trio in a, in a little bit, but we're going to start something off now with a little Christmas. Oh going right into a little Christmas. Here we go. Can, can I acknowledge some of the very, very special people here while we're getting ready, honey? Absolutely. I want to acknowledge my family and your family. You yeah. we got family here. we got family, family here. Family is important, and I just want to point them all out. There's Pam Lovewell, Frank Lovewell. If any of you were following Facebook when we were promoting this event, you saw this amazing 
poster that my brother Frank put together. He's sitting there looking embarrassed and humble. As red as his shirt. And right next to him is, is our nephew Dean, Dean Lokwell, and his lovely, lovely lady, uh, Julie. Yep. Pringle. Pringle, there mm -hmm. you go. Yep. So we got that. And, and I got family here too. I got my cousin Connie right here in this stylish plaid. <laughs> and her dear friend Caroline, who's family too. Lovely to have family here, too. You guys all feel like family, too, so I didn't want to leave you all out, either. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's a... Where do you go in your world of travel, all of you? Where do you go in your world of travel where you're together with your family? And it's all it's nice. positive, and it's, and it's not in traffic, and it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, you're not in a shopping line, and uh, it's just a good, you know, here we are. So that makes tonight special, special for all of us. We're in a way of harmonica. Oh my god, I guess. You do have a harmonica in there. That's right. <laughs>
keeping with this Christmas at sea thing, we really got to dive deep into the sea portion of the evening now. And to do that, we are going to offer first uh, an introduction to the wonderful new reverend here at this wonderful church, who is the Reverend Mark Winters. And he's not only going to help us with a little bit of saltiness, but he's also going to start us off with a wonderful opening prayer. Mark Yay. Winters! <laughs> Still working out the choreography. <laughs> I am delighted to be here. It is my privilege to be the minister of this wonderful church, Federated Church in Martha's Vineyard in Edgartown, uh, to welcome all of you here for this wonderful night. It is our absolute delight to welcome Mark and Molly uh, for this event tonight and to provide this space and the light and the heat, but you all are providing the joy. <laughs> Uh, the choir's providing some joy. It is just so much fun to be here. And uh, I'm tempted. One of my uh, friends and mentors says, uh, let the conversation be the prayer. And I kind of feel like after our blessing and welcome from Mark and Molly tonight, a prayer is a little bit anticlimactic. Um, because there is so much going on in the world, and this is a gift of joy. Uh, but because it's in my program that I'm supposed to offer an opening, open an opening prayer... <laughs> No I'm pressure. going to offer no an opening prayer, nevertheless. <laughs> so would you all please join me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, creator of the stars at night, who first separated the dry land from the sea and called it good, we are privileged to gather together, either physically in this space or miles away through the miracles of technology, we are gathered together in a spirit of joy, a spirit of beauty, a spirit of comfort as your story, your incarnation in the Christ child warms our hearts on even the coldest nights. Inspire us again, O oh God, tonight and send us out in joy into your world. Bless this time. May it Kindle in our hearts anew your message of love for all the earth. In the spirit of Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Good one. <laughs> and now for something completely different. getting out the baritone, the big concertina, the, the deep one. Okay. Well, while he's doing that, yeah, there it is. When we first started talking about this show, uh, the first song that came to my mind, of course, was I Saw Three Ships Come Sailing In, because it's boats and this is a maritime program, right? That's right. But what makes absolutely no sense at all is why do we have this song about three ships coming in on Christmas Day. And if you Google, which is, you know, that's what scholars do these days. Um, <laughs> what you learn is this is a very old song. It's from the 17th century, it's English. And it doesn't seem to me like people are really certain where it comes from or why it was put together in this way. 
probably um, a drinking song. Probably. <laughs> That's a good, well, and frankly, Christmas was kind of a, well, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway. Isn't he good? He's great. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's ad lib. He's just so good. We have to have the show with him in it. <laughs> So I saw three ships come sailing. One legend is that it has to do with Joseph of Arimathea, who, of course, the English think everything revolved around them. So, of course, Joseph made his way to England at some point and in boats somehow brought Jesus and his lady, Mary. Um, I'm not quite sure how that was supposed to work out. <laughs> but that's the legend. Anyway. There is a verse in here, and if you came in tonight, you should have been handed a uh, list of lyrics, right, for singing along. We'd be delighted to welcome all of you to join us. Uh, we're going to sing the first verse, and then you all join us on the second and following verses. There is one word change, however, that I'd like to invite you to join us on. Uh, because there's a verse that says, they sailed into Bethlehem. Now, if you've ever looked at a map... <laughs> You realize that's problematic. <laughs> so we're going to change it to they sailed into Edgartown, which makes way more sense. Okay, same number of syllables. It works out. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And who was on those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And who was on those ships all three on Christmas Day in the morning? Our Savior Christ and His Lady on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Our Savior Christ and His Lady on Christmas Day in the morning. Remember, it's Edgartown. They sailed into Edgartown on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. They sailed into Edgartown on Christmas Day in the morning. director here, Mr. Peter Boak, and he's going to come up and tell us a story. He usually has to sit behind an instrument and play or wave his hands around and conduct, but oh no, this time he gets to open his mouth and tell us a story. Let's give him a wave. What is so special about this is that we've never heard him talk. <laughs> What is so special, this man is so celebrated across the island, <laughs> musical talent. We want a little more of him. We want a piece of him. Well, we'll see how much I give. <laughs> um, 
This story is centered on Christmas, but I carry it with me throughout the year. And those, some of you um, will know where I'm going with this in just a little bit. But um, I got my first church job playing the organ and directing choir when I was 17 years old. And I'm now 73, so you can do the math. <laughs> um, and not long after I started my church career, somebody asked me, why did I go in to this business? And I probably came up with some generic answer that was pretty lame. I don't know what I said to them, but I do know that I, that question bothered me for a long time. Why was I doing this? And then about 25 years ago, I saw a movie for the very first time that's called A Christmas Without Snow. It stars uh, John Houseman and Michael Learned. And it has many threads to go through it, but the one I'm going to tell you about tonight is um, centers on the character that John Houseman plays, uh, who is a retired choir director. He's very crotchety and cranky, and he stops at nothing short of everything has to be perfect. And he comes out of retirement to conduct this volunteer church choir. It takes place out in San Francisco, so there's where the title comes from, A Christmas Without Snow. And he begins working with this choir, not only for their Sunday morning worship, but he decides that they're going to learn to sing Handel's Messiah for Christmas. And he starts preparing them for it. And several weeks into the um, rehearsals, he holds auditions for the people that want to sing the solos for the uh, performance. And a few weeks later, he announces who, has the, who the soloists are going to be. And one woman has joined the choir because she has quite an inflated ego and is more than sure that she's going to get the solo soprano part. And when he announces the soloist, she did not get it. And you can just see her almost explode inside. And she finally flies out of her seat and rails at him. And she ends by saying, this choir is nothing but a bunch of amateurs. They can't even sing on key. And she hurls her Messiah score across the floor grabs her fur coat and storms out of the room. So John Houseman is left there with his deflated and beaten up choir. It was just had the winds taken out of their sails. And how do you salvage a rehearsal after something like that? So he doesn't have a lot of emotion in his character, but he looks at them very quietly and he says, Mrs. Burns was correct. You are amateurs, but I want to take you back to the root of that word. And he uh, conjugates amo, amas, amat for them and says the word amateur comes out of the word to love. And the reason that you are amateurs is because what you do here, you do because you love it. And that all of a sudden was the light that went off in my head said, that's why I do this business. I work with amateurs. I don't care about being out of tune. I don't care about not being professionally trained. Um, I want to work with people who are doing it because they love it. And that's what this choir is. And all of you who go to other churches who have choirs, that's what those choirs do also. They are here week in and week out, amateur all the way, because they love what they're doing.
should stand it. to go right to work and direct the choir. <laughs> I want to say something. I want you to say, say something. something. Yeah, I got to say something, because Peter and I go back a long ways. And he's so, you know, he's so good, and he was teaching in the school system, and, and he's, he went, took, his, took his kids to New Bedford Whaling Museum, and he said, Mark, would you come <laughs> and sing for them? So we went up together. It is it is amazing gift, this man. He, he just nurtures, nurtures, and nurtures. Yeah. And, and our whole community is an amazing community because of him. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do the little practical part of an announcement right now, and that's just to say that there is a, a piece that they're going to perform, and a couple of pieces that will be in tonight's show that are licensed. Hello, you microphones listening, and all of you Facebook book bots that are out there listening to tunes and trying to say, ooh, ooh, do you have permission to do this? Yes, we do. And you're going to see the slide at the end that says where we get the permission from. So we're covered. We're good. So this is called Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. And let's let the choir speak for themselves. And we're grateful to have Jan Heyer joining us on cello. Yes, Jan Heyer on cello. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. 
enter a part of our program that is, uh, I, I'm sort of calling it the baby Jesus part of the program, because all the next songs have to do with the baby and the manger and all of those wonderful songs. So we're going to do a few of those. We're going to start out with a, a different song that we had planned to start out with because life happens. And you know what? We're having a big storm tomorrow. And because we live in an island, you might know the story. I got to get off early, right? Off on the boat so I don't miss the boat. Well, one of our lovely sopranos, Jenny Freeman, has got to go tonight because of that. So we got to get her on that boat. Come on, Jenny. Come on. <laughs> Isn't here. that a gift? <laughs> Isn't that a gift living on an island? We all have the same affliction that we are all. We all have to know that storms are important and we have to pay attention to them. That's right. And uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. That's right. I hate to sing and run, but. <laughs> And we're very lucky we get to sing with Peter this time. So he'll be he'll be hearing the music in stereo because we'll be up here and he'll be back there. <laughs> fond of singing lullabies. <laughs> Two in a show. Well, you know, what are the odds? But that was good. Um, okay, so the first, now the next one we're going to do is a sing-along. So take your sheets out. We're going to have a little first Noel going on here. You better All right, let's see what this joke is with you. Yeah, that's good. Concertina. You got concertina on this one. <laughs> Peter's going to play along too. We got a little more stereo action happening here. Okay. 
because it's probably one of your favorites too. What child is this? If we hear a little humming along, we're not gonna mind. <laughs> Let's see, oh, I gotta get up. stool for this one because I don't want to bonk him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit the danger zone here. <laughs>
shepherd's guard I made no say back there and I actually got to jump on my flute and go join them. So I'm going to let Mark entertain you for a minute. So while you're all gathering over there, I can, I can tell a story. For some of you who are watching this show, I want you to know that here on Martha's Vineyard, we're facing another ocean storm that's coming in tomorrow and you heard a little bit earlier about it. Last week we did the same thing and it's one of the rituals, the cycles of our season. And uh, so... That's the way we are. That's the way we live. This song is called How Shall We Know Him? 
finish out our baby Jesus section and it is a it, it's kind of a cool one because it's a mashup <laughs> and uh, th when we were doing some research into some Christmas uh, songs that we might be able to do we made a little interesting discovery which was that uh, there were two songs we found that actually used the same tune so of course being up to no good we thought well why don't we sing them at the same time so that's kind of what we're going to do, except alternating verses. So we, I, we have in your word sheet there, it looks like two things happening, which is good King Wenceslas, which is going to be everybody on this side of the room. So from Mark and Kenny Ivory over, give Kenny a hand for this helping us Kenny out. Kenny Ivory. <laughs> All you guys are going to be the good King Wenceslas people. You're going to know the tune, and so are we. It's the same tune, and... And Butterick and I are going to lead all of you gentle Mary people. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to do it like that. We're, yeah, you want to say something? I know you've all had a great time so far. You can feel the joy. I hope you feel that way after this song. Thank <laughs> 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 goodness we only have to say King once. <laughs> so we're actually going to do a little intro verse before we Molly wrote this you. next the first that opens it up, so pay close attention. Just to a, just a little something. She's a humorist, if you haven't already known. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. We might now confuse you all hearing these two stories. One about the king and page. One about sweet Mary. Buckle up and stay awake.
The mystery of God and the mystery of the ocean were very intertwined. If you were a mother, you watched your son walk down Main Street and and go on a whaling ship, and you would not know when you would see him again. Oh yeah, you could write a letter, you could send a letter, but you can't call him up on your phone. You can't do any way of reaching out to finding out where he is. And there's greater mystery to that too, because what we knew back then is so different from today when you look at your phone. Visualize in your mind that mix, that connection between the huge size of the ocean and the mystery of science and the mystery of navigation, the mystery of knowing where you are. Whalemen, when they went on their ships, their captains had a clue, had an idea of where they were going to hunt the whale. And they would venture out. They'd wave goodbye to your mom and your dad. And you might have a clue where you're going. The captain might tell you, the mate might tell you. But there was all that mystery. And you had no idea of all you look out in the open ocean is the stars above and the rolling seas and the wind and the direction. And that was the only way you knew where you were, but you had no idea where you were in relationship to your family, to your loved ones. So let's go to a story. You thought I already told one. (laughs) (laughs) On Nantucket, there was a Christmas party, and it was a period of time before, way before the Civil War, Herman Melville might have been out on a ship, or he might have been writing his book already. I don't know the year that it happened, and I can't name this or the that like a historian can, but I know the story, and I share it with you. There was a Christmas party, just like the party you go to, and you pull out your phone and you show pictures of your friends and family and where your house was and where you're you're going for the winter. These captains, These Nantucket captains sat around each other at a Christmas party and had a joyful gathering. You know, that's like you, like you would have a joyful gathering. And they were both looking at the reality that a year from now, they would not be at a Christmas party on Nantucket. They would not be together with their families and their friends. No, they'd be out at sea. The hunting the whale. And these captains, they looked at each other, and the word longitude had become more in their lifestyle, more in their time, than it was when they were growing up. Someone had finally figured out longitude. Now, you know latitude because you know the North Star is up this high, and that's 42 degrees, and that's our latitude. But the hardest part to figure out was longitude. And they had just figured out in the late 1700s and 1800s. And these whalemen like you with your new iPhones were excited because they could speculate. They could understand more about where they are and where they were than they ever had before. So they said to each other, let's get together for next Christmas. And we'll do it 
in the Pacific Ocean. And we're going to do it in a really cool way that had no one had done before. No, we're, we're not going to go to the Sandwich Islands or the island of Maui and sit and, and with the tropical trees all around us and having ourselves a good time of a Christmas gathering. No! <laughs> we're going to meet somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I've got the latitude, I've got the longitude, you get it all. Let's all get together. All these ships would gather together for Christmas Eve afar from their family and friends using latitude and longitude. And I know you can dig it up and research it all, but this amazing story of fellowship, of Christmas, of the love of sailors for each other, gathering together in the open ocean. No, 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 no harbor nearby. <laughs> These New England whalemen gathering together. What a Christmas they had, and they had it. And we came back and that story lives today. Thank you. <laughs> Celebrate with a salty song, I think. Salty version of a song many of you know. Uh, 
And uh, I'm going to have to, before you say anything, I want to say something about you. Jim is a very special person. He's very quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll change in a minute. And uh, there's a lot of fellowship in Jim. And, and come the, some of the key things is, number one, that makes it so appropriate for him to do this. I've got to find my gene online. Here it is. Um, most appropriate for this is that we have a salty story to share with you that is, that he'll tell you. Pay attention to him. But he is, he's a, I'll tell you who he is. He's a doctor. He's involved in a lot of, a number of nonprofit organizations in this community. Not with a big flag over his head. You know, this is a man who works behind the scenes in a low-key kind of way and makes things happen. And he's highly regarded among those who know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> but not everyone knows who he is. So the next time you see him in the grocery store, give him a nudge. <laughs> because people like him are special in this community, and, and we need to celebrate them. We need to celebrate them, even though they're New Englanders and they don't want to draw any attention to themselves. <laughs> Am I right? Right. Did I nail that right? Yeah. Anyway. That's like, tell a story. You, you're going to be all right with that? Yeah. It's a bit much, but no. So we're going to do, we're going to do Silent Night together. We're going to do it in a cool way. Let me just make sure this all works yep. first. special moment when sailing on the water is just, well, so right. It's a time, usually in the summer, when everything about being on the water is peaceful. We all know these crafts of ours on the water are so small, but compared to the greatness and vastness of the ocean, even the great freighter and oil tanker is small compared to the mighty seas. There are so many big waves and strong gusty winds that cover the oceans of the world. Storms come and hang on for days, yet there are times when for all of us the ocean is calm, when the wind is light, when a small dory drifts quietly. Imagine a small sailboat crossing such waters. The captain sits at the helm. The sailboat's moving gracefully, almost sailing itself. The sails are trimmed just right. The passengers and crew are relaxed and comfortable, soaking up the best of the sunny day. If you're a sailor or spend any time on the water, you know these moments don't happen often enough. But when they do, everyone's smiling and filled with peace and joy. We call this moment a sailor's Christmas.
Thank you, Jim. He's really a nice man. <laughs> and he had a cap out, too. I didn't even say that. He has a cap, had a cap out in Lagoon Pond. All right, I gotta get ready. We're gonna do another choir thing up in the back with a little fluting going on. So it's called a Celtic Advent Carol. We're going across the sea to the other side.
So this is the place that you might normally expect there to be an intermission. So there's we're going. Not. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> However, <clears throat> here's the good news. The bathrooms are located in the next building, and if you need to just go out and, and do what you need to do it like an, an intermission, feel free to do that. Here's why you can feel free, because you can always watch this show later. It's going to be broadcast several places, so if you miss a couple of minutes, don't worry, you can see it later. It's actually going to be on Facebook Live, which is right now where it's airing at, at Mark's channel. You can go back and watch it there. You can watch it on YouTube. It's also going to be on your channel at YouTube. It would be youtube.com forward slash Mark Allen Lovewell. Or you could just search Mark Allen Lovewell or just Mark Lovewell. That's right. He started the whole show. So you look on his channel, you find it. The other thing is it's also on cable access TV. So MVTV is going to have it on. I believe it's airing next Saturday night at 7.30. So you can tune in then and see it then. So, so that'll be fun. And they're going to air it a couple of times. And we'll pass that around. I mean, share that with friends. Yeah, yeah. Share That's that. good. And it's also, uh, our show is also broadcast at Capital Community Media in Salem, Oregon. So if you're traveling, <laughs> for sure, just, you know, tune it in when you get there. You got any friends out there? We That's got it. friends out there. Yeah, we do. So it's like, hey Brad. it matters. We got Brad out there. That's right. Um, and the other thing to keep up with things that we're doing, just for this brief uh, non-intermission announcement segment here, um, we have websites. You can always find out what we're doing next, where we're going, uh, mollyandmark.com or markandlovewell.com, mollycanola.com. We got a free newsletter. You can sign up for that. We got all kinds of stuff. And, uh, yeah, right? Is there you can just else? Google our names and we'll pop up. <laughs> we'll pop up. It's like we're not private. We don't hide okay. under a rock. So feel free. If you need to come and go, we'll be here. We'll be here when you we get back. We also do a newsletter, too. For That's right. That's right. It's the we, we can't call it monthly. We can't call it quarterly. It's it's when we get <laughs> to it, get newsletter. It <laughs> you know that story. You know it is. You know, we're all busy, right? <laughs> so now we're going to get into, I think it's our last segment of songs, which is uh, about all those iconic things, the, the, the winter and family time and home traditions and all those kinds of things. you inside. That's right. And we're going to start off this uh, section with a little poem. She wrote it. <laughs> this is such At a three sweet. in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you. I think it's a, sweet, it's a sweet poem that she writes. She wrote, and you know, there's so much of the story about your community is in you. And so much of the story of community is in what Molly writes. So the idea for this little poem came from this clock that I have that belonged to my grandmother. And back in the day, she was very faithful about winding it, and it always made the most beautiful chiming sound. Well, and then when she passed away, it sat for a long time and, and didn't work. In her home in Oak Bluff. And now I have it in my house, and I wind it from time to time when I remember. And it goes and it dings and it makes a beautiful, beautiful sound, although it has a bit of a mind of its own because I have heard it ring 19 o'clock. <laughs> it kind of does you have a clock thing. like that, raise your hand. <laughs> it kind of does its own thing. But that's kind of the charm of it. And it got me to thinking about, well, what is time? And that's what prompted this poem called The Christmas Clock. 
The clock chimes when it wants. Memories don't mind. Twelve chimes, and it's twenty years hence. Church caroling ceased, children tucked. Time to wrap. A silent partnership, Santa's elves, disguising gifts well chosen with clever fictional names of the givers, recipients too. Will they guess it's theirs? Or find the best at the scavenger hunt's end? Clues cleverly crafted by one moved on, not forgotten. The clock chimes one, 40 more years melt. Magic is happening this snowy eve. Mom plays, we sing. A babe is born to save the world. And reindeer really fly. Morning brings miracles, presents, excitement of wishes come true, the twinkle of treasures well given and received. Time again with loved ones, beloved ones, missed ones, surely all in heaven's arms. The clock chimes two, now three or four, brings me back again here once more. Here, grateful for memories, the ticking of clocks, thankful for this, the arms of love. Who could dream such beauty, such warmth? Awake and ready, it's come. Time to celebrate once more the wonder, the joy, the past and the future arrive together. Grown hugs, full hearts, music and laughter, Time to wrap caramels, a dear friend's gift, to bring to the future, to share, traditions and times to cherish. The clock chimes when it wants. Memories don't mind. They follow and are made anew, this and every Christmas. treat now. We are going to have a lovely opportunity to hear a very rare thing, and that is Peter Boak, who's always leading other people in music. We get to hear him play a beautiful version of I Wonder As I Wander all by himself. <laughs> You're going to love them. <laughs>
substituting for you in the bleak midwinter. My face. What you doing? Key of D, right? Key of D. Key of D. We gotta make sure we agree on what key we're doing it in before we start. <laughs> Everybody having a good time? Please say yes. <laughs> are we getting any comments on Facebook? Are any of you folks oh, that are sure. watching our show oh, saying sure. anything? <laughs> we, we love the comments. People go back. Oh my God, some people go nuts. It's well, like wonderful. Let's see if we got anything going on. I think.
song that would be as beautiful to follow up that just lovely song as this next song coming from the choir called Glow. And I think you'll hear why. a chance to fix the cameras. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> nothing like a little plugging in that, to fix things. Well, I think we're all in for another story treat. And uh, we're going to get it this time from Mark Winters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a story. Oh, yeah, go for it. I think cameras are fixed. 
It's a lot of pressure to put me at this point in the program. <laughs> so many great stories shared. Um, I'm just going to reflect for a moment um, on the concept of home. Uh, my family and I moved here to the island last February uh, from the Midwest. We came from just outside of Chicago, but I actually grew up in Washington State. Uh, and have spent time living in Northern Ireland, and I did my undergraduate here in Boston, so I've moved around a little bit. So the idea of what is home is a bit of an ongoing question from time to time, but Christmas is uh, a time of year where we think a lot about home. There's a song about it, I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, there's the old Folgers commercial. Do you remember the one where the guy like sneaks in in the wee hours and starts making coffee and his mom comes down and is so excited? Anyway. <laughs> Pulls at the heartstrings, these things about Christmas. And uh, over the years, I have gotten to go home for Christmas to my, my parents are in Washington State. Uh, sometimes I can't. Uh, hazards of this profession, I work on the holiday. <laughs> Funny enough, so usually people come to us. For Christmas, there was uh, a Christmas that I remember, particularly when I was living in Belfast, uh, when I couldn't come home, and I was thousands of miles away from folks. Belfast, good shipbuilding town, by the way, speaking of our maritime themes. But, uh, uh, and I was living in a Protestant neighborhood, but I had a friend who was a Catholic priest who invited me to share Christmas with his family, uh, which meant going to Christmas Day Mass, which I don't go to Mass very often, surprising, maybe. Um, but that was a different experience for me. And then we, uh, Father Patty and I went to his family's house for Christmas. And uh, his mother's since passed away. And his father's actually in his last days right now. So I'm, I'm thinking about my friend Patty and his family. But um, they could not have been nicer to me. They even had presents for me, which I wasn't expecting at all, um, including a whole bunch of books, many of which are still in my library. Um, the plate of food they provided for me was unbelievable. It was like literally piled uh, with food, which, you know, I, I have some Armenian ancestry, and I thought that we were the ones that shared love through food, but the Irish clearly can as well. Um, but I still missed being home. And so I'm thinking about this in the context of my own experience, in the context of people who are uh, out on the water sailing for work. Maybe they're in the service, in the Navy. Uh, and in our context, we've already talked tonight about people who are running our ferries for island folks to get back and forth uh, on the holiday. Uh, many people work in the hospitality industry, restaurants, hotels, all of which is deeply, deeply appreciated by those who need that uh, on the holiday. So. If you are somebody that can't get home for Christmas, I want to remind you that the original Christmas didn't happen at home either. Mary and Joseph were not in Nazareth. They were in Bethlehem. And it's a somewhat familiar story, so you know where I'm going. <laughs> but they had a hard time finding a place to stay. And yet they did. Very little of that event went the way anyone would want it to go. They ended up in a stable. The baby was laid in a feeding trough. No grandparents, just some smelly shepherds wondering what the heck was going on. 
And yet, God found a way to make something magnificent happen anyway. And so if you cannot get home, take heart. Whether you're at sea, whether you're thousands of miles away from what you consider home, the love of God, the warmth of Christmas can find you where you are. Thanks. We're getting near the end, so we got to sing a wonderful song together. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. We will sing Bethlehem this time and not Edgartown. But it's going to be beautiful. So get out your sheets and we'll get ready here. <laughs> Ending song, but before that, just a brief announcement. We would love, love, love it if you would all join us in the parish hall where there are goodies. 
there are refreshments, treats to enjoy after this show. One of those treats is a tradition that I have carried on from this dear, sweet, little old lady that I knew when I was a teenager. And her name was Alice Tilton, and she lived across the street from the Vineyard Haven Library. And she used to, every year, bring me this little baggie of hand-wrapped in wax paper chocolate caramels that she had handmade herself. Now she would wait because I would be maybe coming back from college at that time and she would wait and bring it week after week till I was finally there to get my caramels. And when she passed away, because they were so delicious and so my favorite, I asked her daughter if I could have that recipe. To now, let me just let me interrupt you. Oh, oh, this okay. is the Tilton family. <laughs> many of you out there are not paying attention. The Tilton family is huge in this seafaring community. All you have to do is know the stories of the whaling days, and then let's go to Vineyard Haven alone. There used to be a schooner in Vineyard Haven called the Alice S. Wentworth, and it was sailed by Zeb Tilton, who is known all up and down the coast. And he died before I was born, well before I was But he born. was known as a singing captain. He, he was a singing captain. in his family. And he had a brother, George Fred Tilton, who wrote a book about his exploration as a whaleman in the, up in Alaska. This is, this is a big story here, this little Alice Tilton. Who Just knew? This Maybe little lady is a wonderful lady. <laughs> So we don't know how far away those, those caramels came from, but they're really good. So we hope you join us in the next room. But before that, we are Wait going to- Wait a minute, you haven't told them how you made it. <laughs> you haven't tell them that these little, little things that she, she makes them every winter and hands them out to her friends. Did you tell them that? No, you haven't told them that no, yet. And them. so what you're getting is a piece of the history of this. They're over there, they're over and it there. Tastes, <laughs> and it tastes good. And I made two varieties. And One, she made them in my kitchen. That's right. And the ones that have the nuts are her traditional ones. And But there are ones with no nuts for those of you who can't have you nuts. You can't get any more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of authentic, we are going to end this show with a sea song. And it is called Rolling Home. Yeah. Uh, we got some Sunday at Sea fans here who know it. It's got a very easy so I'm gonna teach you the words to it right now. It says rolling home three times. Rolling home, rolling home, rolling home across the sea. Say that. Rolling home, rolling home, rolling home across the sea. Then it's rolling home to dear New England. Rolling home to dear New England. Rolling home near God to thee. Rolling home near God to thee. You got it, that's the chorus. I learned this song from a guy named Gail Huntington. He was married to Mildred. Tilton! <laughs> so, we're talking Tiltons. <laughs> and this, this seafaring song traveled the world. Traveled the world. Peter knows this. This song traveled the world. Passed from one ship to another, from one sailor to another. And you'll hear that in the It lyrics. is almost, in the, in, it, in the day, it was more popular than an Elvis Presley song is today. Because <laughs> they got, that's, you sang songs when you worked on ships. 
we thanked him before, but Mark Winters, Peter Pope, Matthew Jarawa, the, the Federated Church Choir, Anthony Esposito, Brad Wartman, oh, Brad! Uh, all of the soloists, Jan Heyer, Jenny Friedman, Jessica San Severino, Je Jim Butterick, Pam Butterick, can you tell I had to write him down so I wouldn't forget? Kenny Ivory, Michelle Jameson at MBTV, our, our sponsor supporters, and now let's go eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nicely done. Did you make that up? No, I'm That was Sunday at Sea, hosted by Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Thank you, Mark and Molly. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show today. For more information about Sunday at Sea, please check out the link included in the podcast description. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by me, Brad Wortman. Music used in this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. We're always looking for Fisher poets like Mark and Molly to come on the show. If you'd like to appear or have comments about the show, please send an email to thefisherpoetrypodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Anchor, and several other hosts, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Please also check out our videos on the Fisher Poetry channel on YouTube and visit the Fisher Poetry Podcast page on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailormen, listen to me I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea Blow your winds westerly, westerly blow We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes 